I miss talking to people. Not the kind of talking that we do right now over phone or looking at a computer screen, but actually talking to people. Reading their faces, looking into their eyes, responding to all the nonverbal elements of communication. All the flaws, the human flaws. I want to feel like that I'm talking to a human being in flesh. I think that's what I miss the most right now. Hey, everybody. It's ironic this week that in a time when we are all apart, our themes more than ever center on human connection, missing it, valuing it, and finding creative ways to get it. Despite the pandemic seeming dire, I'm digging deep into the audio stories that you send us and finding a well of hope. And thank you for that. In addition to giving us content for this podcast, you're giving us much more. I get to sit in my studio, some would say tiny closet, every day and still have a lifeline to incredible people all around the world. And I know it's my job, but that means in these extraordinary times, we are so lucky to be able to receive and share your stories. And as we see time and time again this week, our most powerful tool for overcoming these difficulties is connection. If you're able to reach out to someone today, do it. Our biggest allies are each other. And when this is all over, I can guarantee you that while we may regret some of our food choices or Netflix binges, we will much more so treasure the bonds that we have strengthened with others. Stories that prove that point this week from Alabama, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Bangladesh, Pakistan, and France. And another quarantine song premiere, Stir Crazy by Tim McDonald, who we met in last week's episode. And Sunday is Mother's Day. Love you, Mom. So we want to say a special thank you to all the moms out there. You can tune in next Wednesday when motherhood will be one of the themes during an Instagram Live program featuring former astronaut and International Space Station resident Katie Coleman. That's May 6th at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. And now, connecting through isolation. It's 2233. Politicians, scientists and even celebrities all want us to practice social distancing. This is a recording for 2233, and it's in the COVID crisis. Things are unpredictable. I think that people perhaps will be thinking that they are stuck at home. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others. We're all in this together. We all have a voice. We all have a story to tell. Just because we're self-isolating physically does not mean we have to isolate socially. And I think that is something that um, has been something that I've been leaning on, um, definitely making sure that I'm communicating with as many people as I can, even if I have not left my house in a long time. 
I have to say, I wish I had a magic, um, magic stick to help me get rid of this anxiety I was mentioning or the bad feeling and emotion that can sometimes take me down or knock me down. But I don't have. And actually, through this crisis, I'm going through a fast learning process and acceptance that it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay not to control everything. Actually, it's even more than this. <laughs> and it's the perfectionist um, Carol speaking here. So it might be funny for those who know me. But I get to realize faster than ever that um, there's nothing we are in control of. But our speech and thought to ourself and the way we are interacting with others. Our intention. We are currently facing unprecedented time all over the world. We, as individuals and as society, can choose to build more walls or more bridges. If we choose the walls, we gonna choose the worst version of this social distanciation, that is cutting ourselves from humanity. While on the other side, it might be harder to choose the bridges because the best version of social distanciation is actually cutting ourselves from the one we love and from some activity that are making us happy. But it, it's also an opportunity to become more empathetic, more resilient, and to be more emotionally connected than ever with other people. Not to forget the smile of the people I love and that I'm grateful to see through technology. The surprise in the eyes of my two years old niece, whose birthday was yesterday, or the creativity of my six years old nephew, who is playing in his room with his Lego through a screen with the nine years old boy that I'm growing up here uh, in my apartment, the son of my boyfriend. All this is of inspiration to me, and by this, I literally mean the positive energy and vibes, the call that I feel for a better world, so that we all get up and stand up and stand for what is the best version of ourselves. Carol Ponchon was a participant in the Global Sports Mentoring Program, where she did a mentorship with the Women's Sports Foundation, learning about positive social change through sports. An advocate for gender equality in sports, Carol works as a project manager for the European Observatory of Sports and Employment. Carol reached out to us from her native France. Minou Bouchanan was featured along with her dad, Shri, in an episode called Father-Daughter Exchange, which we released last year for Father's Day. Minou is an alumna of the National Security Language Initiative for Youth, or Nisli Y program. She reached out to us from Madison, Alabama. Munif Khan, who you heard at the very beginning of today's episode, is a frequent contributor to 2233. 
he reached out to us from his home in Dhaka, Bangladesh. Assalamu alaikum. The circumstances we are all in are extraordinary. Being a former exchange student, I have friends around the globe. And in these times, I cannot stop thinking about their safety. The situation in Pakistan is still under control. But seeing the figures of United States and many European countries where, you know, my friends from, from my exchange here reside, it really worries me. I pray for them. And, you know, I mainly utilize this time to reflect upon the things that we take for granted. I think this time has made a lot of us realize what's important in life. To cope with these thoughts, I recently created a Facebook group which goes by the name Keeping It Real. Real here is spelled R-E-E-L. The group is solely dedicated to people who enjoy watching shows or movies. If you really like the last show that you watched on Netflix, or if you need a suggestion for your favorite genre, you post on the group and people comment. It's a healthy community, and I believe people enjoy reading short movie reviews. That's what inspires me, and that's how I spend my time nowadays, because I believe it is important to engage and to talk to people. Ramazan has started. And I hope Allah will show mercy and make things better for all of us. Ameen. Arham Mahmoud is an alumnus of the YES program. He is currently at home in Karachi, Pakistan. Tim McDonald is a science journalist, musician, and baker. He was a Fulbright National Geographic storytelling grantee and his original 2233 episode was called Picture Egg Coffee Farmers and Refugees. Last week, we aired a story about his band and his neighbors. He's a trained tuba player, but these days he plays guitar and harmonica with his mostly outdoor band, Travel with Giuseppe. We're thrilled to premiere his new quarantine song, Stir Crazy. Since Wednesday last week My hoodie and slippers are starting to reek And I put a few more pounds on my perfect physique Cause I'm going stir-crazy And every night's dinner is tomorrow's lunch And every morning's good for a cocktail with brunch And I might be hungover But I've got a hunch that I'm going stir-crazy Stir crazy, gotta get out of here Well, there might be no TV But thank God, there's still beer Well, my hands are so clean They're dry as a bone And if you're on Zoom, it don't count as drinking alone And if I don't make it Then on my headstone They'll write, he went stir crazy And my neighbors are all sick of hearing my racket I gotta hose down every package before I unpack it By the time summer's here I'll be in a straight jacket Cause I'm going stir-crazy Stir-crazy And I think I might crack when I finish my coffee I 
Jack So crazy I gotta get out of here Well there might be no TV But thank God There's still beer When this is all over, I'll ring the Liberty Bell And put us both up in a beachfront hotel And if anybody says to go home, I'll say go to hell Cause I'm going stir-crazy, stir-crazy And I think I might crack when I finish my coffee I open the jack, stir-crazy But thank God, there's still beer. When my episode of 2233 aired, one of the stories I explained was that uh, during my Fulbright year, I ended up with some emergency medical leave for what turned out to be gallstones. And so um, this past week, marked the seventh anniversary of that surgery. And so it's gotten me thinking a lot about that time in my life. There are some parallels. There was a several month period where we didn't know what was wrong. And I was sort of wondering if I was going to need to stare down my mortality. We didn't really know how it would end. And during all of that time, my symptoms were just getting progressively worse and worse to the point where I couldn't really keep things down. I was throwing up most of what I tried to eat and I had such severe abdominal pain that I didn't really move very much. And a lot of my life got put completely on hold just because I, I didn't have the stamina for it. And it was a tough thing for me to grapple with because, you know, I had fought so hard to win my Fulbright. And it, there was a part of me that felt really weird sort of sitting out my life, but I didn't have the strength to do anything else and so everything sort of unexpectedly got put on hold and then once I had surgery and was able to return to normal I noticed that I saw a lot of what I had previously considered to be normal things I saw them in a, a different light That's something I've been thinking about a lot in this context as well, and what I might learn or grow to appreciate in a new way once all of this is behind us. I probably didn't really 
think much about being able to eat or enjoy my food. It's no secret that I love cooking and I love feeding people, but that certainly took on a new light when I could actually keep food down again. This week in particular, to give you one example, I've been thinking about the fact that in D.C., I often complain about being on the red line during uh, rush hour. Um, for those of you that aren't in D.C., it gets very, very, very crowded, especially in the morning when you're trying to get on in Northwest. I often come into work and complain about how terrible the metro is, but this week, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, in the absence of my commute, I sort of don't have the separation of, you know, badging out of uh, my office and going home and sort of shutting that part of my brain off for the night. I'm having a hard time, I think, or a harder time in quarantine, cutting off my workday with everything at home and shutting off my work brain and doing other things and it's made me think that I may look at my commute in a new light when uh, I'm able to make it even if I have my quips about the metro it does sort of provide me that in-between time to transition between work and home life. really fairly introverted, but I work with a lot of people that I really enjoy spending time with. And we do sort of socialize in the morning when we get to work and, you know, eat lunch in groups and go out to happy hours together. And I mean, obviously, I'm still talking to them, calling them, but I have realized that even though I categorize myself as an introvert who doesn't really like small talk. I've realized that like the two minutes when somebody drops by to see how you're doing or if you have questions means more to me than I thought it did. <laughs> I think I've learned to value those little check-ins just a little more. Alyssa Meyer is another frequent contributor to 2233. The feelings she recounts in this episode refer directly to her experiences that she described in her original episode from 2019 entitled Keeping the Lights On, which I highly recommend. Now it's time for Quarantine Memes from Anna Maria. My favorite part of quarantine is that we were all forced to be alone with our thoughts for a little bit, and everyone was like, absolutely not. I will learn to bake bread from scratch. During quarantine, I've been trying intermittent fasting. 
So far, I'm up to 12 minutes without eating, and to be honest, I just love seeing the results. Welcome to 2020, where jobs are obsolete, friends are illegal, and every day you somehow manage to spend $100 on Amazon. Anyone else have grandparents do weird things that was explained by the fact that they lived through the depression? We're going to be those grandparents. Daddy, why is grandma Clorox wiping the grocery bags? She lived through COVID, honey. She doesn't talk about it. Even during a pandemic, memes can be short-lived. For example, this was a great meme a week ago. If we all stay inside a bit longer, then maybe we can starve mosquitoes to extinction. If there was ever a cause to unite all of humanity, then this is it. Until we heard about killer hornets. Life is going on. And so that helps get you through, you know, the day to day, the week to week, the month to month, as well as, you know, really a hope for the future. They've always said that hope springs eternal. And so I think as long as we collectively say this will end, we will get through this. We will be better because of it. There's positivity and there's beauty in everything. And there's even beauty in the broken. So find that. Use it. That's what's getting me through. So for everyone out there who's struggling with this, you're not alone. People are here for you. Push through. Persevere. We've got this. And we'll come out stronger. Kristen Ertham works for the Department of State. While her original episode is slated for release later this year, this is her second time on the Connecting Through Isolation series. She's still working from her Arlington, Virginia home. My thoughts are on and for everyone, the friends I've already met and those I have yet to meet, and that's another form of sustainability. Because we've shared an experience, we've created a foundation for each and every one of us, and the internet keeps us alive in these relationships. It happens because of the nature of the physical distance that's integral in an exchange experience. But, you know, this time of quarantine has almost become a time of renewal. A time to make sure that we do stay connected. Connected to each other and connected to our common humanity. You still get bored in this lockdown. Just like you feel yourself in a cage. But, you know, what really makes me uh, happy is helping my people to understand the situation. And I'm constantly telling them to be more conscious. I'm connected with my community members uh, through social media. And I'm sharing all the necessary information I have as a medical professional. In fact, um, it's a great deal to make others feel good about their lives instead of just thinking about the safety of ourselves. It's quoted very beautifully by Corey Kashley, a professional speaker, uh, who said that the quality of your life will be determined by the quality of your contribution. Uh, when you work to improve the lives of others, your life improves automatically. 
we are educated and I feel we are responsible of guiding others in a proper manner. I believe that uh, our simple inspirational messages can change the lives of thousands of people around the world. And I believe that you can be that voice of peace to make people relaxed and stress-free at their homes. And I believe that you can be that voice to share love. And you can be that voice who saves lives and brings smiles into faces. And this personally gives me the joy I desire because I want my people to understand this and stay at homes in order to stay safe. At the end, uh, I would like to say that I do my part and you do yours. So we will both live in harmony. Muhibula Hafourzai is another YES alumnus and an active member of the Alumni Network in Afghanistan. Before that, you heard Bobby Demi Sanfilippo, a former arts envoy to the Dominican Republic, where she focused on sustainable fashion. She reached out to us from Central Florida. Needless to mention, most of us are going through a very stressful time amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Despite the challenges, something that I find really inspirational is the hope in people. We are going through changes that we never even imagined could possibly happen, right? Social media is flooded with news that may cause panic or anxiety or confusion, but I'm trying to seek positivity nevertheless. So when I see people um, trying to keep their calm, participating in different um, sort of challenges, making food, doing online classes, posting workout updates, most importantly, everyone staying home and doing their best, doing their playing their part, portraying the hope that we all possess for a better world, for a healed world. What I find really beautiful about this diversity is how unique we all are, yet we can connect through some common values such as spreading love and compassion. No matter where we come from, at the end of the day, we are all humans, we are all global citizens. Shomi Hassan Chowdhury is a water sanitation and hygiene activist and the co-founder of Awareness 360, a youth awareness organization. She was a youth exchange and study, or YES, participant, attending a year of high school in Sheboygan, Michigan. She reached out to us from Dhaka, Bangladesh. If it's sunny outside, I'll go for a walk. That's one of the few routines I have kept during quarantine. Luckily, this is all happening during peak spring season here in Washington, D.C., so it's given me plenty of opportunity to get to know my neighborhood in all its glory. I've started to know houses by their front yard flowers and rainbows on windows and teddy bears on porches. First came the daffodils, then the cherry blossoms, then tulips and lilacs, and most awaited by me, the lily of the valley. My grandmother used to have a garden full of these in her village in Romania, so they always remind me of her. 
In Romanian, they're known as lacrimioare, or teardrops, and have kind of a sad connotation, but nonetheless, they're my favorite flowers. They have an intoxicating scent, but I never see them for sale at farmer markets or flower shops. Walking around Mount Pleasant, I started to notice early signs of Lily of the Valley shoots in front yards on almost every block. Envy eventually turned to inspiration as I posted a friendly ask on our neighborhood listserv. Have any Lily of the Valley to share with me? It would make me the happiest person on earth. Soon enough, a handful of neighbors responded with their address and offers to pick my own flowers. What I was most touched by was a bouquet of Lily of the Valley tied neatly with a green bow from a neighbor I've never met. I saw her only from my window as she did a contactless delivery on my porch and then continued walking her dogs. I just threw the flowers out yesterday, but they lasted a good week and were the subject of many of my Instagram posts. From now on, Lily of the Valley will only remind me of my grandmother, but they'll also remind me that in the time of coronavirus, neighbors did little things that brought others so much joy. Ana Maria Sinatine is a 2233 producer and well-known curator of quarantine memes. She is currently in week eight of working from home in Washington, D.C.'s Mount Pleasant neighborhood with her cat Snow and a handful of squirrels that seem to be inching towards domestication. When the life returns to normal, I want to go meet my friends and hug them really, really tight and say, I've missed you. is produced by The Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of The Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, we heard from 2233 friends, new and old, who were kind enough during these times of uncertainty to record themselves talking about what is inspiring them and what they are feeling. Huge thanks to Munif Khan, Carol Ponchon, Arham Mahmoud, Tim McDonnell, Alyssa Meyer, Kristen Ertham, Bobby Demi Sanfilippo, Muhibullah Hafwarzai, Shomi Hassan Chowdhury, and our own Ana Maria Sinatine. And listeners, we would love to hear about your thoughts and inspirations. It could be a story, a poem, or a song, whatever you're feeling at the moment. Please send your audio to us at 2233 at state.gov. That's 2233 at state.gov. You can always find more information about the podcast at our webpage at eca.state.gov slash 2233. You can follow us on Instagram at 22.33 underscore stories. And check us out every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Instagram. For live conversations. Special thanks to everybody for their participation this week. The 2233 team, as always, working from various locations, was brilliant. 
Thanks to Kate Furby, Anna Maria Sinatine, Samantha DiFilippo, Edward Stewart, and Desiree Williamson. Kate Furby helped with the script and designs our awesome graphics. Anna Maria scours the internet for the highest quality memes, and I edited this episode. Special thanks also this week to Bilal Khan for rounding up a bunch of Yes and Flex alumni to share their stories. Very, very special thanks to Tim McDonald for allowing us to premiere his awesome song, Stir Crazy. Thanks also to Richard Steigner, who recorded the Quarantine Memes theme, our current soundtrack. Other music this week included Fragile Do Not Drop by Poddington Bear, Swapping Tubes and Curio by Blue Dot Sessions, Bones for Jones by the Clifford Brown Ensemble, and Piano Man is Not Sam by Lobo Loco. The end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagirlius. Until next time, stay healthy, everybody. May you be strong. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And may you be sane.